0: About transitions. It's about moving from one phase to another and moving from that being a baby and a toddler to a young child, having to depend on somebody to do everything for you and then moving into some independence and today i want us to look in the book of luke at chapter 2 and verse 39 we're going to look at a couple of verses here and then we're going to come back and talk about this boy who found himself in transition in verse 39 of luke 2 here's what it says and when they had completed everything according to the law of the lord they returned to galilee and went back to their own town of nazareth where they were from and the boy He began to grow up and he became strong and he was filled with the spirit and he was overcome with vision and and the grace of God was upon him everywhere that he went as he was overcome with wisdom and every year. Uh, verse forty one his parents would get up and they would travel to Jerusalem, and they would partake of what we called the festival of the Passover, where they would go and and uh, walk through this time of the Passover meal, celebrating that time in in uh when God brought them out of Egypt, and uh, they put the blood of the lamb upon the doorposts and everywhere the blood had been applied that the death angel passed over. And so in this passage of Scripture, it was a custom that every year they would do this. And every year they would load Jesus up and the rest of the kids. And they would take off and they would go and partake of this uh, ordinance. Just like we just partook of the ordinance of the Lord's Supper. They would go and partake of this ordinance of the Passover. And um, when he was 12 years old... Uh, he began to grow up and he did this according to what God had said over and over and over again. And so they went up and did this again in verse 43. And when they had finished the days, uh, they returned and the boy, Jesus, he lingered behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother did not know it. Uh, but supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey And then they sought him among their relatives and friends. And so when they did not find him, they went back and they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. It was a day's journey. They had traveled a day. They realized that Jesus wasn't there. And then they journeyed a day back. And on the third day, they found him. On the third day, they found him in the temple complex. And there Jesus was uh, sitting around all the teachers. And he was listening to them. And he was asking questions. Uh, to all those who heard him. And he began to speak, and he was astounding people all around them. And uh, they were just overwhelmed by the answers that he was giving. And then in verse 48, it says, And so, as they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. And then he went down (coughs) with them and came to Nazareth. And he was subject to them. He was submissive to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and favor with god and with all the people as we look at this and we move from the birth of jesus to the baby in the manger to the boy in the temple there was 12 years that had passed and for 12 years every day they would once a year they would get up and they would gather the whole family together and they would move towards jerusalem and they would go back and they would celebrate what was known as the festival of passover That glorious time when you remember the deliverance of what God was saying. You see, what they were doing is the children of Israel and all the Jewish people were seeking the Father. And the way that they would seek the Father was they would walk through this thing called the festival of Passover. And they would obey the law. For you see, the Passover was something that was pointing towards Christ. It was pointing to the day that Christ would come. Matter of fact, a little bit later, we'll look at some passages of scriptures in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 and stuff like that. It says that it's bigger than what you understand, that Christ became the fulfillment of the Passover lamb. When you look at this last week, we talked about how the uh, the Old Testament was a portrait of things to come. It was a portrait of things to come and we talked about the difference between a portrait and a picture When you take a picture of something the image is already there The person who is capturing the image has nothing to do with it Oh, they may tell them well stand up straight suck in your belly look happy smile say cheese but that would be the extent of their influence on the picture because the image is already there however when you're looking at a painting it's normally the majority of paintings the image is not there it's not something that's visible oh there's a few times through the corridors of history if you wanted a picture that's how they did it you sat there and they would paint the picture of whatever it was that they were looking at or whoever it was they were painting the picture of the image was already there but for the majority of paintings the image was not already there. It was only in the mind of the person painting it. And as we look at the Old Testament and we walk through the corridors of history and the prophecies of the Old Testament, every Old Testament prophecy is like a brushstroke on the canvas that's being painted. Only the, only the author, only the artist, knowing the father, understood the complexity of what was happening. He knew that he had to move the whole nation of Israel to prepare to bring his son to be born in that manger last week that we looked at. And now, all of a sudden, he's moved the whole nation of Israel back to Jerusalem again for the keeping of the festival of the Passover to celebrate the day that God passed over and brought them out of the land of Egypt. Think about this Mary and Joseph was going to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover and they were bringing the lamb you see, Jesus was the lamb that had been slain before the foundation of the world. Is what the Bible says in the book of Revelation that Jesus became not only the Savior, but he became the sacrifice. He became not only the scapegoat, but he became the sacrificial goat. And on one, on one hand, he carried our sins and our sorrows away, but on the other hand, he was the lamb that laid down his life. He was the one that had paid it all. Mary and Joseph, marching towards Jerusalem, was carrying the lamb To the Passover. As we think about this and we read the corridors of history and we could spend the whole time reading about the prophecy of Jesus concerning Him growing and coming to a level of maturity, it would be overwhelming and astonishing as we read those passages of Scripture. But with every verse in the Old Testament, God the Father was painting a brushstroke on the canvas saying, this too, too shall come to pass. This too shall come to pass. This too shall come to pass. Pass. Painting the picture of things to come. In this passage of Scripture, as we look at this, not only do we see Mary and Joseph being obedient to the custom of the law, but they were obedient and they were committed. They were faithful people. They were dedicated. They were going through the motions of keeping the Passover. They were going through the motions of keeping their religious activities. And when we look at this, we begin to understand that what they were doing is they were seeking the Father. They were seeking a relationship with God. And for the Jewish people, the way they walked out that relationship was keeping the Passover meal. They went and they did everything accustomed to what they were supposed to do. They dotted all the I's. They crossed off all the T's. And church was over. And they went on about their journey. Now, because all of the nation of Israel went to Jerusalem, there was a whole lot of people. Everyone from Nazareth marched their way to Jerusalem to keep the Passover meal. And so the whole family, the whole extended family, loaded up and went to Jerusalem. And so therefore, when they got ready to leave, everybody was gathering up, everybody, and they took off and they got to the place where they're going to rest that evening. And all of a sudden, they began to look around to probably feed Jesus, and he wasn't there. And so they went on this journey to seek out Jesus. So they journeyed a whole day back looking for Jesus. They say you've never been a parent till you've left a child somewhere. And so they go on this whole journey to go back and find Jesus. And on this journey, as they're traveling back, they get there. And when they make a journey back on the third day now, they find Jesus. They're seeking Christ. They're seeking Jesus the boy. But what they didn't realize was that somewhere between the, the, the baby in the manger and the boy in the temple, there was a great transition happening. Do you realize that God could have sent Jesus to earth and put him right in the ministry? He could have come here as an adult. He could have come here at 30-something years of age and went right into the ministry, and he could have went right to the cross. But you know what? What? It would not have fulfilled the picture, the portrait that had been painted in the Old Testament Scriptures, and God wanted to be able to identify with humanity on every level. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what transition you're in. God understands. God understands what it's like to be a baby, the, a baby crawling around. He understands what it's like to be a child. He understands what it's like to be a boy and a teenager and a young adult and a man. and and to move through the corridors of one's life. God wanted to be able to identify with us. And somewhere between Luke chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2, there was a 12-year window that happened, and there's this major transitioning that was happening. Matter of fact, when they got there and they found Jesus, he was sitting in the temple. Now, if you got a boy that goes missing... A lot of places you may look to find him, but in the temple listening and paying attention probably isn't one of them. But there Jesus was. He was sitting in the temple and he was listening and he was paying attention and he began to speak. And he began to astound everyone around them. Jesus remained in the temple. He was listening. He was teaching. He was speaking. He was understanding. Look at what the Bible says here. It says in verse 47, And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. And all of a sudden they began to say, Who is this? And when Mary and Joseph found Jesus, they said these words, How could you have done this to us? Isn't it amazing how quick everything turns to be about us? They never thought to say, I mean, you know, and this is just the way it is in life. Where's my responsibility in something? How could you have done this to us? They were seeking Jesus, and Jesus was seeking the Father. And he looked at them, a little 12-year-old boy with a complexion, and he said, Why did you seek me? Did you not know I'd be about my father's business? Do you not remember, Mom? Do you not remember, Dad, that 12 years ago when the angel came to you and said that the virgin should bring forth a boy, that she would be conceived by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would come upon you, and you would deliver a baby boy. And his name would be Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And he would deliver the people from their sins. Are you surprised that I'm about my father's business? They were seeking Jesus the boy, and Jesus the boy was seeking the father. And then the story moves on. It talked about how Christ wanted to remain there. He wanted to remain there. You see, they, that Jesus wanted, they wanted Jesus the boy to remain with them, but Jesus the boy wanted to remain in the will of the Father. Think about that last week. We talked about how each and every one of us are born with a purpose and born with a plan and born with a desire of God and that God had a plan and therefore here you sit. And Jesus realized that he came here not because he was on a field trip, not because he was bored, not because he was tired of sucking up gold dust in heaven and kicking it up on the streets. No, he came to earth on a mission and the mission was to seek and to save those which were lost. And I want you to understand something. And last week we unpacked this with great detail that each and every one of you sit here today with a purpose, with a mission and with a mandate from a holy God. It says he wants to do a work in your life. The question is are you willing to remain in the plan? Are you willing to remain in the plan? Are you okay with the plan of God for your life? Are you content with God's plan with your life or do you think God made a mistake? Do you think God made a mistake when he made you? Do you think God made a mistake when he designed the blueprints for your life? You say, oh, preacher, God didn't make a mistake, but you don't know what's happened to me. You don't know what's been in my past. I don't know what may have been in your past, but I know what can be in your future if you're willing to grab hold of the plan of God and move forward according to the will of God. Sometimes we're reluctant transitioners. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? A reluctant transitioner. We don't like to give up. We like to hold on to what's comfortable, to hold on to what's good, to hold on to what provides, to hold on to what's safe. But what God is saying is, if you'll let go of what's comfortable, if you'll let go of what is safe, I can have something for you that your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, and your mind cannot comprehend it. Are you hearing me today, church? If you will let go, I will take over. Do you want to remain where you are? Or do you want to remain in the plan of God? Most of us grow anxious. Matter of fact, it says that about Mary in this passage of scripture. It says they became anxious, they became worried because Jesus wasn't there. And as we think about this and we look at verses 47 through uh, 50 and we begin to realize that Jesus was wanting to remain right there in the temple, right there where they were. And he says, do you not know that I am about the, the Father's business? Now I've meditated on this verse all week and here's what I've thought about. I can't prove it and you can't disprove it. But I believe this incident had more to do with mary and joseph than it did jesus because that was their little baby boy oh my goodness joseph he's just growing up way too fast he's 12 years old what are we gonna do i'm gonna have to put a book on him to keep it from growing you ever heard any of these things I believe this story, this incident happened to transition, not just the boy, but to transition the mom and the dad for what God had in store for the son. Do you know that some children are not able to achieve their God given desire? Because of their parents. Because their parents hold them back. I was talking to someone yesterday. His son's been accepted to the University of uh, Mississippi Medical School, and I said, "Well, son, have you not considered? Uh, have you not considered LSU? You know, you got to stir things up." It's a, you know, it's, his dad said, "Well, if he wants to pay for it, he can." <laughs> well, what about if that's what God wants? I know this college student right now that is struggling and trying to b- remain where God has on planet, But the parents are saying, this isn't where I want you to go. This isn't what I want you to do. And therefore, if you want to do it, then you've got to do it on your own. I'm going to take my money and bring it home. What about what God wants? What about what God's saying? What about what God's speaking? What about where God's moving? Transition is uncomfortable. Now, I'll tell you something, from this moment on, the life of Jesus was never the same. He was no longer a boy, but he was becoming the man that was moving to the cross. He was becoming a man with a mission. He was becoming a man with a plan, a man with a mandate from heaven, moving in that pathway that God had for him. You see, as we look at this passage of Scripture, the Old Testament is... A picture, a portrait of things to come, with brush strokes one after another. But the New Testament is a picture, a snapshot of things fulfilled. Jesus on the cross. Jesus becoming the Savior. Jesus becoming the Passover Lamb jesus becoming the one whose body was broken jesus the one whose blood was shed was transitioning away from being a baby in a manger to a boy on the play yard to becoming a man on the cross he said wait a minute preacher you got this thing mixed up this is christmas dude you're moving away from the manger, not towards it. Listen, we have the manger because there was a mission. We celebrate Christmas because Jesus was born to die that we might live. And God has preordained the brushstrokes on a portrait, on a canvas of your life. The question is are you willing to accept the final outcome from the designer? From the designer, the architect, the artist. Think about this picture right here. I want you to watch this video in closing this morning. You may be walking through a difficult transition from a child to a teenager. Struggling now with a new identity. From a teenager to a college student. Figuring out, oh my goodness, what do I do? You may be an adult and you're struggling with a transition of now you're having children. You're a mom and a dad and you're responsible. You may be struggling with a transition from terrible decisions to a whole new chapter. You may be transitioning to a new home, a new neighborhood, a new place, a new job, a new boss, a new business. And you may look at the canvas and you say, oh my goodness, it's such a mess. It's a mess because to us it's abstract. But to the artist, The image is always there. And every day God is putting the brush strokes on the canvas of your life. The question is, are you willing to let him lead you through the transitions of your life? I am so thankful that Jesus was so that we have a Savior. Lord God, right now thank you god that you're the artist thank you lord that we're just not a quick selfie thank you that we're not just a quick picture but god that we are the image of your creation that your purpose your design now god there's some people in this building today watching at home lord Uh, that are going through an interesting transition, a challenging time. And I pray, Lord, that you will give them victory this Christmas season. That they won't resent the struggle, that they won't resent the transition, Lord, but that they will embrace it and say, I know that he who begun a good work will complete it. In Jesus' name.